All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, November 15th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, huge opening weekend to discuss this weekend. Record setting, um, possibly disappointing, possibly not disappointing. We'll let you know about that in a minute. But first, I I think you got to set the table with a plow. So, Clayton, can you give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, November 11th? Number one, Black Panther Wakanda Forever made one. $181.3 million in its first weekend. Number two, Black Adam made $8 million, down 56%. It lost 382 theaters. It's at $150.5 million in its fourth weekend. Number three, Tickets of Paradise made $5.9 million, down 31%. It lost 433 theaters. It's at $56.3 million in its fourth weekend. Number four, Lyle Lyle Crocodile made $3.2 million, down 5%. It hemorrhaged 519 theaters. It's at $40.8 million in its sixth frame. Number five, Smile made $2.3 million, down 41%, lost 775 theaters. It's at $102.7 million in its seventh weekend. That is your top five. Wow. A lot to break down in that top five, Clayton. Uh, not, I would say not just the new movie, but there are, there are some things to talk about throughout that top five. But you know what? Before we talk about the top five, I think we've got to start with an email today because we got an email late last week. That as soon as we saw it, we knew this is where this episode had to begin. So I'm going to let you read it because because of the subject. The subject title of this email is Clayton is Justified. And it comes yeah. from Wannabe Oh Boy David. And Clayton, could you tell us why this Wannabe Oh Boy thinks you are justified? Sure. And I, I mean, I just want to say before I read this that, you know, we talked about Black Adam if you listen to the show, you know where I stand. You know where Pat stand uh, stands. But I do think this is the definitive last word on Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of your boy Dave wrote, hey, boys, Dave from South Jersey here. I have to agree with Clayton about Dwayne Johnson's box office ability. I know this reference is an oldster reference, but I, but I am one. So please bear with me. Can you imagine if Herman from Herman's Head had a movie that did respectable numbers and then Stallone or Schwarzenegger made a similar movie and barely beat Herman's numbers. Premier Magazine would have run a cover story about it. Entertainment Tonight would have opened their show with it. Siskel and Ebert may even have devoted an entire segment about the state of stardom. I've watched my share of wrestling in the past. I'm from South Jersey, after all. I understand the appeal of The Rock, but Dwayne Johnson doesn't have it. He doesn't take chances like he used to when he was starting out in the early 2000s. He is a phony, and that is fine for Instagram, but those followers aren't following him to the box office. All the best. Dave from SJ. Wow. Now, Clayton, you know I've been the one pushing back against you on all the Black Adam talk, saying that mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's doing well. It's doing respectable. As we go along, I sort of taper my 
enthusiasm for it. It went from it's doing great to it's doing fine to it's doing respectable. And when Dave from South Jersey puts it like that, you know, because the comparison he's making is basically that you had Shazam starring Zachary Levi, who's best known as TV's Chuck. And it did a $54 million opening, and then you get The Rock. Dwayne Johnson does a similar movie, and it opens $67 million. And when he compares it to the actor from Herman's Head opening a movie in the 80s and then a Stallone movie doing basically as well, I mean, that that really did put it into focus for me. Because it's, it's William's Ra- William Ragsdale is the actor who played Herman on Herman's Head. You know, I had to look that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the like the uh, caller, I only know Herman as Herman. I don't know the actor's name. And I had to look up William Ragsdale. And the idea of a William Ragsdale film doing about as well as a Sly Stallone film in the late 80s, early 90s, that that is just the type of comparison that, you know, I think blows your mind, gets overused, but it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Absolutely. And this uh, Black Adam has made 150 mm-hmm. domestic, and Shazam topped out at 140. So this thing is not going to make that much more than Shazam did domestically. And it isn't even going to do that well internationally, which is where The Rock is supposed to thrive. Right. Well, China's not in the, in the stew anymore. You know, yeah. China's out, so the international comps are are sort of out the window at this point. Um, I mean, listen, we're closing the door in a way on Black Adam. I'm sure the door will be open ajar in the next couple of weeks. But it made eight million this weekend. It's up to one fifty. It'll probably get to the one seventies. I mean, the thing about, and we'll talk about it when it comes to Wakanda Forever with the box office right now, is there is just a dearth of big ticket all audience blockbuster movies. And so I think by default, Black Adam's going to get, you know, pulled along for a while because basically until Avatar 2 comes out, there just is not many choices for big ticket items. Um, But yeah, it's a disappointment. A a Herman's Head movie uh, uh, as a comparison is, is really, really reset your thinking on this one. So thank you, Want to be oh boy, Dave from South Jersey. That that was uh, one of the great emails. One of yes, the a gr- great email, and I am justified. Yes, Clayton now, is justified. Do we want to before we get into Wakanda Forever just touch base on a couple of other little items of interest in this top five, and then we then we we've set the table, and it's just Wakanda Forever for this episode. Yes, of course. So let's talk about number four, Lyle okay. Lyle Crocodile, which okay. I said was going to be number five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did not have it in your top five. I didn't. Listen, we buried this movie. We had the Gators eat it. Well, so, well, so here's at the that thing. point, I thought, I can't, I can't predict it to be top five anymore. I can't bury something and then predict in the top five. I think, here's the thing. I think more specifically, we buried this IP. That doesn't mean that yes. the movie's not still playing in theaters, because it right. is, because right. there's nothing else True. for little, little kids. Right, right, right. So, Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. tweeted out mm-hmm. that, that Lyle Lyle Crocodile had a great Friday. Okay. 
And I can't remember the exact percentage that he tweeted out, but I'm looking at the percentage. I think it went up from Friday to Friday. It might have increased like 12% on the Friday. Well, well, so here's the thing. It Mm -hmm. went up. The October 14th was the Friday, correct? October. uh, uh, Wait. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, October 14th was over a month ago. Wait, sorry. The it was the uh, what was what was the date on Friday? It was the 11th. November Friday, November 11th. So the previous Friday was Friday, November 4th. Okay, so it went up 549 percent from the previous day. And 54% previously, 54% from the last week. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And it dropped 5% for the weekend. I mean, here's the thing. This movie is almost doing better now than it did when it opened six weeks ago. But, But let me just continue my thought here. Okay. Is that that it's still only making a million dollars, right? With that increase, so mm-hmm. it was making bullshit money, right? Right. In other words, right. And it's only at forty. So this is not any sort of resuscitation. No. And I understand why Jeff Bach tweeted that is because Lyle Lyle was one of his guys. Yes. Yes. He talked about it on our preview episode. He was big on Lyle. He was all in on Lyle. Yeah. He he mentioned it in the same breath as other movies that we were predicting would make a hundred million dollars domestically for the fall. You know, that was that was his big home run swing mm-hmm. for sure. And so I understand why he wants to still rep his boy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the facts are and he wasn't saying this was some sort he he sent that out with no comment that was not saying hey look at this this is huge this is a big deal it's interesting news when a movie goes up that high yes 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 and it's worthwhile news he had to report it and out of context the layman would think oh lyle lyle crocodile is some sort of sleeper hit right right and they're wrong. That's right. not what he was texting. Uh, no. I mean, not texting, tweeting. And that's not what soon, that tweet means. Soon so tweeting, just, though, is going to be a text-only function. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. So th- I don't know what's going on with Twitter, as I've said many times. It's under new management, so I just don't know. Right, right. That's and I've never hearing. known because yeah. I never use it. Right. But I just wanted to clear the air here. Mm-hmm. This is still a dead IP. Yes. This movie has made $40 million in six weekend weekends when there was nothing else for little kids. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing. 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 This Tar is, is not for little kids. No. This Banshees is not for little kids. No. No. Armageddon Time is not for little kids. No. Smile sounds like it could have been for little kids, but it is not for little kids. It's not for little kids. Yeah. So Lyle is still dead, and I just needed to make sure that we know this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you said it best when we were uh, texting or tweeting each other this past weekend that Lyle uh, Crocodile's increases are akin to what was the comparison you made Clayton uh, well I let, said it was it. the slasher villain sitting up and grabbing mm-hmm. the final girl's arm before it gets shot in the head yes yes 
Yes. It's a it's a death rattle, you yes. know, and death rattles can sometimes be confused for life, mm-hmm. but they are not life, you know. Yeah. I never watched the uh farting corpse movie from the Everything Everywhere All at Once brothers, but this is a farting corpse. You know, La La Crocodile's uh, weekends right now are when a corpse farts before it finally deflates. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing right now. That's what we're smelling right now. And, yes. you know, sometimes a corpse fart can, you might think it smells good, but it doesn't. It doesn't. No. Then the other thing I think we need to talk about, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to Black Panther, is smile yeah. going over 100. Huge. 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 I mean, new franchise. It's made more than the Black Phone did over the summer. And the Black Phone was a huge hit. And the Black mm-hmm. Phone was an overperformer. With uh a pretty with a name director when it comes to horror mm-hmm. that movie had, Ethan Hawke, who is, of course, a decorated actor, but also a genre guy. Yep. And so that's impressive for Smile. And I guess Smile is now on PVOD. Yep. And it's also on Epics. Wow, that's a huge score for Epics. You know, Mm -hmm. Epics is one of those cable channels slash streamers, but I do think it's just like you could flip through, uh, you know, your 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 cable guide, and it's there. So getting Smile exclusively for a time is a is a huge win for Epics. Are you sure Epics isn't a premium channel like Showtime or HBO? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I mean. It's it's yeah. a it's a cable channel in that way. Okay, but but I, I you don't think of Epics even at the level of a stars with a Z. You mm-hmm. know, Epics is second or third as far as premium could have tiers. Epics is third tier premium. Yeah. So big win for them to get Smile. I mean, the other one, let's just really quick touch on One Piece film, Red. That drop, of course. you know, is, is almost beautiful in, its, uh, in how disastrous of a drop it is. You know, that is one of those gorgeous tragedies here to see an 84% drop from weekend one to weekend two. Well, these movies, these anime movies are front-loaded exceptionally, and this one was no different. It just didn't have the same amount of money coming in the first weekend as it did Right. uh, Right. some of the other movies like Demon Slayer and the like. It it does start to set the table for... You know, when you see these Crunchyroll drops with these huge, you know, relatively huge opening weekends, and then everyone who wanted to see it saw it the first weekend, and you get these giant drops, I do think we're going to see a Crunchyroll film that in its second weekend gets a near 100% drop. I think in our lifetime, we may see a Crunchyroll film drop a full 100% from weekend one to weekend two. Wow, a hundred percent. So it'll go from and, and without it being taken out of theaters. I'm not saying yeah. it's a one weekend showing. It's not a fathom event. I, I, I'm saying we will have a Crunchyroll film that does its, you know, twelve to twenty two million dollar, you know, overachieving first weekend, and then weekend two, zero people see it. Zero people, see and it, it will still wow. be overall a successful release. But yeah. but 
I think we may see that in our lifetime if we live long enough, which who knows if we will. You mm-hmm. know, that's always the that's always the X factor is how long will Clayton and I live? Oh yeah. And then again, we said that was the last one, but the last one we really need to talk about is Ticket to Paradise, number three, yes, down only thirty one percent. And what's 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 to talk about I, I can't speak this morning. It's very early in the morning. We never do these very early in the morning. My brain is is yeah in the yeah. A here. You usually need a good 12 to 17 hours awake before you're functioning properly. Absolutely. Yeah. So this movie is on PVOD. Mm-hmm. And it just proves the point that the the great Scott Mendelson said when we were freaking out when Top Gun Maverick went on PVOD, mm-hmm. that PVOD does not cut into regular moviegoers no 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 and we see that here that 31 percent drop is because of wakanda Mm -hmm. it's not because this was available for 25 dollars to buy on your fandango nows your itunes your amazons Mm -hmm. so this is still a very strong weekend for a very strong movie yeah and again there are not huge ticket movie star all audience all quadrant releases coming out in these next few weeks. So Ticket to Paradise is going to continue to have a ticket to ride at the box office. I think it's just going to keep chugging along because it's the default pick for anyone who wants to see comedy at the movies, who wants to see movie stars at the movies, who wants to just kill two hours at the movies with something familiar and easy. That is what Ticket to Paradise is going to get to keep doing um, all the way through Avatar. I mean, here's the here's the the big the big uh, thing that I think we talked about when Ticket to Paradise first came out is uh, we are two weekends. We're, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We got mm-hmm. one more weekend ahead of Thanksgiving, and then you get the weekend coming out of Thanksgiving, and Ticket to Paradise is going to clean up that weekend it is yeah. going to be such a big we got to go see something with the mother-in-law pick so oh, yeah it's in a great spot right now tickets to paradise is in a great spot will you see this movie tick up is this it, movie going to tick up on that weekend from the weekend before thanksgiving to the weekend after i do think that's possible yeah mm-hmm. because i think you're you're pulling in the what do I see with my in-laws factor? You know, Thanksgiving weekend is the one weekend, you know, w- where in-laws go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And I think the in-laws could have a tick up. And that won't be a Lyle Lyle crocodile death rattle situation. Yes. You know, this will be a, this this will be the not a farting corpse situation. That would be the sign of a movie that is getting stronger. Not I a movie think- that is clinging to life. And when you say in-laws go to the movies, in-laws go to the movies all the time. It's the fact that people are going with their in-laws to the movies. Right. That makes that a combustible sort of situation. And that's why you want to pick the most anodyne mm-hmm. sort of film so that there's no arguments or no blow-ups. Right, right, right. Though I do think that Thanksgiving and Christmas are – Weekends where there are a lot of in-laws who never go to the movies at all go those two weekends. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I do think you see a big increase in the in-laws population at the movie theater on those two holiday weekends. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into it because the big story here, even though all those stories were big, the biggest story here is Wakanda Forever open this weekend. We finally had a legit blockbuster for the first time in a long time, open to $181 million opening weekend. So Clayton, the projections for this were varied. You know, I'll say right now, I I predicted $211 million domestic opening weekend. That's where we left off. And this opened to $181 million. I think this was close to what you predicted, right? No, actually, it wasn't because I ended up going higher than I think I went 198. Okay, so you didn't go 200. You didn't say it would match the first one, but you thought it it would be bigger than it did for, you know. But we did that episode on Tuesday. Yes, long time ago. And I texted you over the weekend mm-hmm. and said, I went too high on Wakanda Forever. Yes. I think it goes under Doctor Strange mm-hmm. too. And of course, I didn't say that on the record on the podcast, so it doesn't count. Mm-mm. But there was a feeling over the weekend that this movie was not going to play bigger than the first one. Yeah. Now, it was going to go higher than the expectations set out by Marvel, which, of course, they always lowball. Always, And they yeah. were saying, they were calling it at 160-something. They were like, 165 would be fine. Right. 165 would not be fine. 165 would not have been fine. It would not have been fine. It would not have been any version of of fine it would have been very unfine exactly so when this thing started creeping up it went from oh it's going to open to 170 now it's going to open 175 to 180 and it is it finally settled at 181 Mm -hmm. 200 was never in the conversation this whole entire weekend I mean, yes, maybe to the a little bit. That I put it in the conversation, therefore it had to be in the conversation globally. But uh, it, it, that was really the only reason it was ever in the conversation. So this is being touted as a November record, which mm-hmm. it is. It's beating mm-hmm. out the Hunger, one of the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, and that's great. And yes, this is the biggest movie opening since Multiverse of Madness. Correct? Yes, yes. It beat the openings of all the other big summer movies. Yeah. And yet, it doesn't feel triumphant. And why is that? So I think, I mean, honestly, I think this was a movie that was always going to have a hard time feeling triumphant because you have the death of Chadwick Boseman. He's not in this movie. This movie was always going to be tinged with sadness, both in the film both in the lead-up to the film and now in the box office coming out of the film. It's hard to celebrate because the reason that people love the first movie, one of the biggest reasons, is not part of it anymore. And I think we do have to fact, we do have to give that a bigger uh, focus in terms of why the box office was down compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one had a lead performance that people were excited about going into it, coming out of it. And this movie doesn't have that, you know, it, it's, it, it, 
lost its lead. It lost the center of the movie and replaced it with tragedy. And I think something that now is clear to me is in the lead up to this movie, I went to 11 and part of that was this movie has the, had the factor of how are they going to handle losing Chadwick Boseman? How are they going to handle replacing Black Panther? And I thought that the interest in that would be so high, it would take it over the first movie. But I think what I didn't fully uh, 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 grasp is that the interest in that was tinged with so much sadness that it doesn't translate to record-breaking B.O. In the same way that the, you know, in a different way, that's something like the Spider-Man No Way Home movie Mm -hmm. that was basically promising you three Spider-Men and people were going into it being like, I, I I can't wait to see how they handle there being three Spider-Men. Yes. How are they going to introduce three Spider-Men? I need to see opening weekend how they answer the question of how are there three Spider-Men. That was a question and that was uh, something that had interest that isn't tinged in tragedy. Whereas yes. the question of how are they going to handle replacing Black Panther, that was a question tinged with so much sadness that some people just didn't want to know the answer to the question. And I think that's something I didn't factor in, mm-hmm. is that when a movie asks a question that people kind of don't even want to know the answer to because it would be so sad, then they're not going to go see it. As opposed to, again, how are they going to have three Spider-Men in a movie? People wanted to know that answer. Yes. I mean, we also can chalk up this lower hall on time of year as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I know there's the Veterans Day holiday and kids got off, but most people were still working. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really work as a true holiday weekend. Right, right. And a holiday on a Friday is just so, so bizarre. Holidays are, Mondays. you know, are Mondays, are Mondays. Yeah. Non-Christmas, non-Thanksgiving holidays, you stick them on a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that, that was that very a odd. Dumb. A it Friday was... Veterans Day, it's going to take a while to get used to that. You know, that's something that maybe in a decade we'll be okay with it, but it's it's not something that we're not ready for right now. I'm glad you're saying this because uh, that that Friday I was walking around like, does anybody else think this is weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they didn't even know what you were talking about to think it was weird at all. They they no one just no one knew it was Veterans Day on Friday, and that did not help Wakanda forever. And people don't really like talk to me. That's true, especially when you're mumbling, "Is this weird? Is this weird?" As you mm-hmm. walk down uh, Fifth Avenue, yeah. Because I I could be talking about any myriad of things in the real world or in my head. Right, 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 right. So yeah, so that's that's a factor. The, uh, I mean, I think the other factor, too, that we have to talk about okay. is that this is a heavily female-fronted film. Okay. And that, is, that isn't as necessarily as commercially viable as a male-led film like Black Panther 1 was. Uh, okay. I mean... 
I think that... I mean, you can point to Captain Marvel, I know, but... I was going to point to Captain Marvel. I mean, listen, I think you could point to a lot of movies that would say that is not... Well, let's be honest, though. I I mean, it is a factor, though. It, it is. Because because boys, little boys want to see boys' movies, right? Like, in a broad sense. I'm not saying that that's as, as much as it used to be, but it still exists. We I, have I, a whole part of a country that is, that would, that, that can think that way. You know what I mean? Well, I think, though, the, the, the bigger problem is not so, not that this was a female led film versus a male led film, just that it was not really promoted as a led film at all. Mm-hmm. You know, who is the star of this movie going into it? And again, I go back to like part of the 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 draw of this was answering the question, who is Black Panther? Yeah. But that is tough to market. You know, if this movie was marketed as so-and-so is the star, and if that so-and-so is an actress as opposed to an actor, I think you could do just as well. But this movie didn't really do that. This movie never landed on, here is your superhero, here is your star. And go all in, that person goes on the talk shows, that person goes on the chat shows and and promotes the film, and you get the doll ahead of time. This movie really didn't have that that action figure doll that they could promote because they didn't tell you who the lead would be. Well, that I think had to do a little bit with some nonsense that we don't want to get into, but I don't think the actor actually was the actor actually was. And I think that made it hard to promote this film because I think that was not the plan was to, to make it a mystery. I think the smart thing for a studio, especially a superhero uh, movie, is to say, here's the new Black Panther. Isn't yes. that cool? Isn't and that they cool? were yep. not able to do that. Yes, yes. And now, again, we're talking about this in terms of not hitting the opening of the first movie, not hitting my $211 million projections. This movie did make $181 million. I think I'd feel a little better about that if it beat Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. There is there is just something stuck in my craw about that film in particular being as high as it is and beating Black Panther. But it made $181 million. It's a big hit. It's going to be the biggest hit that we've had since early in the summer. So it's a success, but... And not to always focus on what comes after the but, but there just does feel to be this is still a trend downward for Marvel movies, for the MCU. Well, I mean, Black Panther's opening and its legs and its legacy is unprecedented. Yes. For a movie that isn't one of the all the heroes get together. Right movies, right, right? right? Which we mentioned in the previous episode, in the preview right. episode, when we were talking about this. So to make this sequel a failure isn't fair because comparing it to a phenomenon isn't fair. Right, right. And the this next... is a completely different movie. I mean, we don't have the lead. Right. We uh, Michael B. Jordan. That's the other big one. Yep. Was touted as. 
a star in the first one, and he is. Yep. Now, whether or not he's in this movie or not, mm. it wasn't promoted. Yes, yes. And yes. that's a problem. Yes, yes. There, there was a version of Black Panther 2 in which Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, is brought back and is, is advertised ahead of time. He becomes Black Panther. You know, there there's a version of the movie where where that's the promotion for Black Panther two, and I do think that's a bigger opening weekend than we don't know who the star of this movie is. Come find out who Black Panther is. And again, You're right, that, losing Michael B. Jordan from the first one to the second one is also a, a big factor. And, and and again, that's not a gender thing for Michael B. Jordan being the Black Panther or making it bigger. It's the fact that he has name recognition yep. and could sit down on a couch and have a conversation. Yep. On a chat. Not show. not about five G, you know? Yep, yep, yep. So so again, to to say a movie opening at $181 million when we haven't had a hundred million dollar opening in in what like it did 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 jurassic i mean jurassic world three did that in june i i can't think of besides that the last time we've opened a movie at over 100 and this opened to 181 so this well, black is adam oh that's right black adam black 67. adam did black adam 67 yeah 67 yeah. this did you know almost three times as big as black adam's opening weekend Mm-hmm. You know, uh, getting close at two and a half times or so bigger than Black Adam opening weekend. This is a giant success. Um, I, I do think, though, the disappointment is going into this. There would have there would have been some thought that a movie like this would open bigger than the first one and then not have nearly the legs of the first one. Do you still think? that going forward Wakanda forever will not have the legs of Black Panther or do you think it opened a little less but could still end up being as leggy because of lack of competition I mean it's going to be leggier than it would be because of lack of competition but I I don't I don't it, see this a, going the first to be, was a phenomenon Yes again I don't I don't see this being as big as the first and that's right. okay that's, that's okay. okay I think what it speaks more to in this malaise that we're feeling is just the lack of excitement for Marvel product in the wider market as opposed to everything pre-Endgame being so rabidly anticipated and talked about. Now it's just another widget. I mean, I used widget for Black Adam, but definitely Wakanda Forever, even if it is you know, a mournful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It is also a Marvel widget. Well, speaking of it being a Marvel widget, I think something we want to talk about here is the promotional partners for this movie. Because Anthony D'Alessandro put out an article on Deadline talking us through all of the promo partner campaigns Mm -hmm. that this movie lined up. And it lined up some big promotional partners. You know, it pulled in partnerships with Lexus, Adidas. As you said, it had, uh, we were talking about this earlier, Lexus and Adidas teamed up. Whoa. Together. So you had Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Lexus and Adidas all in the same spot. Um, You also had Target. Mm 
Target Whoa. had exclusive Wakanda Forever PJs and Legos that could only be purchased at Target that also were part of Target's push for racial equity. So okay. that was something yeah. Target put out there that these Legos and PJs were part of their racial equity uh, uh, push. Great, Procter great. & Gamble, of course, got involved. MasterCard had a partnership with Wakanda Forever. So there was exclusive MasterCard bonuses that you could only unlock through seeing Wakanda Forever. Mac Cosmetics is involved there. The NBA, McDonald's, of course, but you know, McDonald's is the trendsetter in terms of promotional partnerships and movies. Mm-hmm. Xbox, Sprite Zero. So Anthony D'Alessandro says these brands are a mix of returning and frosh partners for the Mouse House. Uh, that means that these are uh, first time and returning partners for Disney in case you don't speak deadline, which we do. So yeah, the big the big one here, Clayton, is this link up between Lexus and Adidas and Wakanda Forever. I mean, did that I know the opening weekend wasn't record setting, but did seeing Lexus Adidas and Wakanda Forever team up, did that did that make history for you at least? Yeah, I mean it's it's akin to a superhero team up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's akin to the portal opening and everybody backing up Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all the advertisers came together. This is truly the Avengers of promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that this was a deadline article. Thank you so much, Anthony D'Alessandro, for, for letting me know about all these promotional partners. Yeah. I mean, so Adidas teamed up with Lexus to design the interior of a Lexus LC500 convertible, which... I didn't know that was possible, that a movie could get a sneaker company to design a car. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around what that would even look like, and I don't think my puny mind can. I think only ad wizards could really figure out what that would look like. Right, right. I mean, the the real question for Wakanda Forever is not how are they going to handle the passing of Chadwick Boseman or who is going to be the next Black Panther – the real question are who are the ad wizards who came up with that one? Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. This is this is this is stunning. Uh, the senior VP of global partnership marketing and strategy from Disney said it was authentic for these brands to connect, and because of what the film represented, bringing people together and inclusivity. That I mean, I think that is very powerful. That this movie was so inclusive that they were able to get. Adidas and Lexus to set aside whatever differences they've had over the decades to a famously fraught relationship. Yes, yes, between the sneaker company and this luxury car brand. And the inclusivity of Wakanda Forever got them to team up and design the interior of a Lexus convertible. Yeah. Yeah, that that's incredible. Let's see if there's any other sort of historic you know, very inclusive partnerships that we want to celebrate here. There were Black Panther-themed workouts and fitness challenges offered to Adidas members in key markets via the brand's Runtastic app. I mean, Runtastic, that that sounds tremendous. We talked about Target offered up exclusive Wakanda merchandise across toy lines, beauty apparel, and of course, uh, PJs that were only at Target and a Lego Black Panther that was only at Target. 
So you got to love that. The the and of course it helped uh, align with Target's racial equity action challenge commitment. So yes, that's yes. great. That's, that's great. great. That's great. Um, let's see if there was any any. I mean, there's just so much here. Xbox launched Project Amplify. Uh, so that was that was huge, uh, and they're inspiring people. It says here, Project Amplify inspires people, and that's only possible because of the team up with Wakanda Forever. And Mastercard's efforts with Wakanda Forever celebrated Black women-owned small businesses. So, thank you, Mastercard. Thank you, Wakanda Forever. All these corporations are doing God's work. Yes, yes. Sprite Zero. Thank, thank God Sprite Zero got in on the action. Uh, Sprite Zero zeroed in on the Gen Z demo with Wakanda Forever bottles and cans. They also served up a QR-activated AR and digital experience that uh, uh, featured origin stories of diverse creators. So that was great. The QR codes are essential today, so I'm glad Sprite Zero got those QR codes out there. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's, of course, I mean, the granddaddy of promotional partners, uh, McDonald's was involved. They touted a Happy Meal line with ten action, one of 10 action figures inside. So I'm that's, it. yeah, yeah, that that's really great to see is that McDonald's continues the Happy Meals in this day and age, and they continue putting little action figures in the Happy Meals, only possible because of the partnership with Disney and Wakanda Forever. Which is to say, all of this is to say, Mm -hmm. people knew this movie was coming out. Yes, yes. And that's important. Yes, yes. Now, Pat, can we step into some fraught territory? I mean, I'll let you step into it, and then I will... Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I will decide whether or not I want to step into it or whether I want to step around it and just continue on a different road. All right. But you're welcome to step into it. Yeah. It, I mean, it will be interesting to see how you, you handle this. Oh, uh, you're basically hanging me out to dry here. Oh, I mean, I would say not basically. I would say uh, very emphatically. All right. Let's talk about some demos. Okay. So the first Black Panther, Mm -hmm. the racial breakdown, 37% black, 35% Caucasian, 18% Hispanic, 5% Asian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, low on the Asian here, but very good demos for this first movie. I mean, this this is a nice, diverse demo for this film, Yes, which was the original, which was a phenomenon. A phenomenon. We keep, we got to keep stressing that the first one was a phenomenon and you can't expect anything else to be a phenomenon. For the sequel, mm-hmm. the breakdowns for this opening weekend, 44% black. Okay. 21% Hispanic, 20% Caucasian, okay. and 15% Asian. Now, these, when you look at this, mm-hmm. Hispanics went up. Right more engagement with the black community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Asians, more, more, uh, 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 more, uh, more uh, people of the Asian uh, descent came to see this movie. All yeah. great things. 
Right, right. Yet here we are with 20% Caucasian. Versus, again, what was the first? 35%. Okay. Now, when you're looking at and, – and listen, if this movie had made the same amount of money or more, you're looking at something where you're like, oh, this is great because more diverse people went to see this movie. Right. And the Caucasians also did. Right, right. But when you look at less money and you look at this difference, it looks like there were – there was a segment of the white population that did not come to see this film. Okay, so that's what you're you're saying here. Got it. And I think the numbers bear that out, correct? Yeah. You can numbers... talk about numbers. You can talk about numbers, Pat, because numbers are just numbers. So the yeah. numbers bear whatever I said out. Right? I could talk about for sure. The numbers that you read showed that one number you read for the first movie, the first Black Panther it was higher than another number you read for those numbers you read for the second movie. Okay. I could definitely say that for sure. You know, you read that for the first movie, it drew 35% Caucasians. And then you read that for the second movie, it went down to 20% Caucasian. So yes, those numbers are different. I could, I could acknowledge that. Now, was this because... And like I mentioned on the preview episode, that this movie, even though it does introduce Namor and does have a stinger because they all have stingers, did the people skip this movie because they felt that it wasn't an integral part of the connectivity of Marvel films? Yeah, I mean, here, definitely something to talk about is that first Black Panther came out right at the height of the MCU connectivity. Mm -hmm. You know, it was in that Infinity War endgame two-year period where, listen, it was like the way finding Pokemon obsessed America at some point and find, you know... It was a, not a fad, but it was a full-on craze for those mm -hmm. couple of years where everyone was obsessed with what's going to happen in the MCU, who's connected, where is Thanos going to pop up. So that first Black Panther got that audience of just everyone who wanted to know what happens in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And this movie is not coming out in that same uh, period in the MCU at this point, nobody, I can't say nobody, but a, a quote unquote, nobody cares right now about what's happening in the general MCU. Yeah. You know, the shows have diluted it. We had three Spider-Man a year ago. Nothing since then has mattered. So yes, I, I, that is a big reason why there's been a decrease from the first one to the second one. And I guess now, so what you're saying, you're saying that that means that Caucasians cared more about the MCU, and now because the MCU isn't as big of a deal right now, they may have stayed home to some I, degree. I mean, That's what I, your Clayton is saying. I think that there is a possibility that is the case. The other thing that is a possibility. That you're going to say. That I will say is that. Black Panther and Wakanda in general represent something for 
the black community that is that made that first movie a phenomenon, right? And with the death of Black Panther and and all of that surrounding, is it possible that there was people who said, let's let the community that made this a phenomenon enjoy this film without having to look at us? Okay. Do you think that's a possibility where they said I mean, Black Panther was an icon and still is an icon and, and will live on as an icon. Right, right. Was this a weekend where they said, listen, I'll go during the week, I'll go next weekend. Interesting. But out of respect, I will not see this film and do my nerdy thing mm-hmm. while people are having an experience that is important to them. Okay, so you're you're seeing the decrease in white people from the opening weekend of the first one to the opening weekend of the second one is a respectful staying away. That I, white people were trying to give space to everyone else to not have to deal with their, especially their their MCU nerdiness. Like like uh, they don't need to see me. They don't need to deal with me. They don't need to have me sitting there yelling out, please be a Spider-Man in this. Yes, yes. Waiting for the stinger and checking their phone to see, like, is Star Fox going to show up in this or is Kang going to be in it? Right, right. That kind of stuff. And I I do think that there is also, I mean, Captain America is still alive. Thor Mm -hmm. is still alive. The friggin' Hulk is still alive. Right, right, And Black right. Panther is dead. Is that right. fair? That doesn't feel fair to me. Right. Hawkeye is still alive. Hawkeye's alive, for Christ's right. sake. Right, right. And the the Caucasian Hawkeye fan maybe had the self-control to say, I can't go to the theater this weekend and start looking around and asking people, do you think Hawkeye's in this? Do you think mm-hmm. Hawkeye's in this? Yeah. That that moviegoer knew enough to say, not this weekend. I'll do that on Tuesday. Because Tuesday night, I'll go to the theater and I'll start asking people, do you think Hawkeye shows up? But I can't do it opening weekend. Because yes. these dorks know they can't help themselves. Yes. They had yes. to chain themselves to their beds like people who were werewolves. Right, right, right. On a full moon. When a Marvel movie comes out, they have to be dorks and the biggest dorks they can possibly be. And they knew this wasn't the weekend to be a fucking dork. Right, right, right. Be respectful for once in your goddamn life and let people have a moment for their icon. Right. Right, right. Yeah, there were definitely Caucasian MCU nerds who they had to tell their mom, no matter how much I scream Loki, no matter how much I scream, do you think Yoki, uh, Loki shows up with an Infinity Stone? Don't let me out of this basement. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you do that, I'm going to go to a multiplex and see Black Panther and start screaming about Loki and Infinity Stones opening weekend of Wakanda forever. Black so Panther, don't let me out. Don't let me out. Yeah. Black Panther was a rarity, which was an actual cool superhero. Yes. Like an yes. actual superhero that is cool. 
Yes. And those are really few and far between. Right, right. Captain Marvel is not that as cool as Black Panther, let's say. Captain America is not as cool. Thor is not as cool. Hawkeye is not as cool. No, no. So, I mean, and I know this is a very... I'm just throwing out ideas as to why. I, I think there is that possibility. Listen, that is the the hope that we have is that the the decrease in uh Caucasian movie going for Black Panther 2 was out of respect because these MCU nerds knew they would be too annoying mm-hmm. this weekend and therefore they stayed home for that reason, which would be great because that means that Maybe this movie will be leggier than even expected because they're not going to stay chained into the basement forever. They can't. They'll bite through. They'll bite through the straps. Right, 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 right. I mean, let's be honest. They strap themselves down with Twizzlers, so they're going to bite their way through the restraints at some point. But that would be good for the midweek tallies for Wakanda Forever if these MCU nerds bite through their Twizzler straps and go see it on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Pat. Yes. Did I step in it? I mean, we're going to find out. Uh, the main thing is I know I didn't step in it. And that's what I care about. Okay. So I think overall we did well because I'm fine. All right. So, Pat, is there anything else to say about no. this big weekend? I mean, listen, here's the thing that Wakanda forever made $181 million. That's huge. It's the biggest we've had in months and months and months. And all these theater owners around the country are so thankful that finally we have a movie that is this big. People are going, they're buying their sodas, they're buying their popcorn. They've, we've seen Lexus and Adidas team up. So this is a giant success. The first one's a phenomenon, but this one is a giant success for theater owners, for MasterCard, for McDonald's, for exclusive PJs at Target, mm-hmm. for you know November box office. Huge success and exciting to see how it holds coming up. Absolutely. Well, Pat, if... Uh... Where can they email us if they want to say that I did step in it or I didn't step in it? Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. I mean, you saw that incredible email that we read to start the show from Boy Dave from South Jersey. And not saying that everyone has to hit that level of brilliance, you know, that you have to come in with with a comparison like Dave made comparing Herman's head to uh shazam but you could do what you could do email us the bo boys podcast at gmail.com and uh listen we love getting those those emails so send us an email they are last week i was justified and this week i could be vilified yes we will see you we we talk you decide on the bo boys so and pat uh, what's our twitter our Twitter, as of this date, we are still on Twitter, and it is the B.O. Boys Pod is the at on Twitter. Again, and Christopher, we also owe you an email reply. I just had a, a crazy weekend, and uh, all good, though, all good. Not, nothing, you know, uh, nothing bad, but very, very busy. 
But we will get back to you, Christopher, because we are going to have to talk about alternate, possible alternate platforms for the B.O. Boys social media. But right now we're on Twitter. We know it's under new management. We're hearing it may not be around much longer. But for now, at the B.O. Boys pod on Twitter, wannabeo intern Christopher is killing it with the audiograms. And uh, maybe those audiograms, there's going to be a bidding war across social media platforms to see where those audiograms end up. Mm -hmm. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.